Where is Tony Elliott going? It could be Virginia. It could be Duke. Or he could stay put right there in Clemson. So many unanswered questions as we're heading into the offseason of college football for the ACC. Everyone's trying to find a new home, apparently. But also, there are a few people that are mad about people that are staying in home, enter Louisville. So we got Jersey Drake in the building to go over these such things. He is going to tap in and tell us what's the best job in the ACC. Honestly, at this point, I don't even know. Let's get into it. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jersey Drake is in the building. What's going on? What's really good? My friend Locked on Seminoles holding it down for us. And before we get things started, I want to remind you guys that On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash sb 56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. Jersey Drake, how's it going? It's going good, Candace. I'm back in town, you know, back home finally, back in the command center. Even though, unfortunately, I will be leaving in about a week because I have, will be a groomsman for my boy's wedding, going back to St. Augustine again to be a groomsman again. But to be a great time. <laughs> How you doing, Candace? I'm good. Everyone seems to be getting married in your group, so I figure you're next, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. No? Absolutely not. No, that's, that's a little bit. Trust me, all right? <laughs> you got to find an old lady first, then you guys got to get to know hey. each other, the whole process. You got, you're still in the, like, get to know each other's colors phase. So y'all yeah, still trying to figure out colors. Exactly. We're, you know, we're okay. trying to get, you know, understand each other, you know, it's like, oh, what's your name? That, that's kind of the step we're at right now. So okay. You're at that, like, that biggie phase. What's your name? Mm-hmm. What's your sign? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, okay. ma'am. You already know what it is. <laughs> Love that. Well, it's so great you mentioned talking about getting to know somebody because it's clear that Tony Elliott is definitely trying to date some of these teams that he has been lured to join. He was mentioned as being a part of the coaching candidates, potential candidates for Duke University to cover the to take over for the Blue Devils. Then also with the Virginia Cavaliers, he had a whole plane with his family there. They were sitting down ready to write the dotted line. And then apparently some deals came undone and, you know, they had a standstill. They were getting a trip back to Clemson. And now we don't know whether or not he is going to be the head coach of Virginia. It remains to be seen. He could stay right there at Clemson and be an offensive coordinator for a year. One, let's start with just before we get into Tony Elliott, right? How telling is it that both your coordinators are like, you know what? It's time. It's time to get about the paint, yeah. Dabo Sweeney. Yeah, Dabo. Uh, so I think I said in one of our earlier episodes that I thought the, the downfall of Clemson was going to start very soon. I didn't think it would be exactly this season. Um, mm. Ever since the Ohio State game, we all we both know we talked about where Tony Elliott was out and didn't do any play calling for that game. And there's been reports coming out of Clemson where a majority of the offensive play calling has gone to Dabo Sweeney and spy of Tony Elliott. And mm. now you have Brent Venables. He dipped. And his son is still there. And one of the big caveats were, was that he would never leave until both Jake and I think his son is named Tyler or, or Taylor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. graduated. And that's not true because Jake right. and Tyler are still there. And right. now with Tony Elliott, he always was, you know, linked to jobs. But we've never seen him, you know, as you said, like take a flight with his entire family to go out. So right now, this to me, this dynasty is failing. It's over. It's done. And 
I don't think Dabo, he honestly might be dipping too. Cause did you see him hanging out with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders the other day? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're feeling like Dabo might be on his way out and everyone else is trying to get out before the getting's good. One though, I feel like after this season, you watch the offense, you're not calling the plays and then it doesn't come to pass in terms of like being explosive or lining it up. Do you finally say from like an ego standpoint, see, Maybe, you know, I am the guy. You just didn't trust me. After one game, you kind of wrote me off, and I need to go find somewhere else. Tony Elliott, this man, this being who I'm speaking about. I'm going to find somewhere. Exactly. I'm going to find somewhere <laughs> and someplace that's going to appreciate me for what I bring to the damn table. And Come I, on. This is I such have, a relationship I, episode. I know. I, I know. I know. I mean, I know it's Duke. Yeah. You also have a Virginia who actually played very, very well, and the only reason why it's open is because Bronco Menhall like came out of nowhere and said, you know what, I need to take some time away, you know, for my family and for my friends. So to me, like that's to the biggest landing spot I think for Tony Elliott. I think that's actually probably where we end up, you know, going to because if we forget, he was a solid coordinator up until that game for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he didn't call that game. And even with Jeff Scott gone, he still was the premier coordinator on the market. So yeah. he definitely is gonna be a hot commodity. And I'm not I'm just surprised that it's those two teams because Oregon right now is still wide open too. Yeah, 100%. And I also think that the Virginia job is slightly more sexy than Duke, right? But on the flip side, the bar is in hell at Duke. So, like, you literally can do anything. You can win five games. They'd be like, ooh, we found our next man Mm -hmm. for life. He has a lifetime contract. He never has to leave us. But maybe a little bit for Virginia too. But the, I mean, Broncos certainly helped them get back in the coastal conversation. But hell, anybody can win the coastal if we keep it in the band. And also, Virginia's very like low under the radar. They pop a couple guys into the league every now and again. But like, that's not what you're known for. That's not your staple necessarily. So I think it's very interesting the two choices that he has to go with, especially considering, you know, Clemson's prowess and how they've really built their program, that that's where he's sort of landing. Yeah, I think if I'm him, like me personally, I think Virginia's the better job. I think it's where he's going to end up at. And I, but I, if I was him, I would take your approach and actually go to Duke because mm-hmm. the bar is set so low. They have, you know, they were up. Max calls it my co-host. I'm locked on Simmons. Calls it the calls it the Cutcliffe effect, where he <laughs> won the Coastal. He yeah. made a New Year's Six Bowl where he played Johnny Manziel, and ever since then, it's been creating and creating and creating down to you know where they expect you know just please hold us over till basketball season. Yeah. So if he goes to Duke. Wins maybe five, six games, makes bowl games and keeps them competitive. It could go, it could, you know, catapult him to the next better job because there are going to be some really good jobs opening up very soon because you've seen how college football right now is absolutely bananas when it comes to coaches' carousel. Yeah. And if you think about it, though, they're both, I mean, both schools are already behind when it comes to recruiting. Like December 15th, they got a week to figure it out. And you're also not a highly competitive school in terms of getting the top players. So, time waits for no man. What are we doing here? I feel like you've got to keep the, the ball rolling. And I, But I just feel, find it interesting that Virginia's having two coaches now that are like, eh, maybe not. Like Anthony Poindexter from Penn State deciding this is not for me, especially a guy who is an alum. Now mm. you have Tony Elliott being like, mm, not so fast. Don't want to sign quite yet. And that's, I've heard it's about, you know, fulfilling hires for coaching staff. If there's a money right, they can get the right people. And like, of course, it always comes down to the almighty dollar. Not only that, though, you know what the common denominator of both those schools? Mm. Basketball comes first. And those are That's both fair. football very centric, you know, minds. And yeah, I can tell you right now, when we had Stan Wilcox as our former AD, where basketball took a lot of precedence over our other sports, like a baseball or a women's soccer, and took some money away, you know, from allocations from the football program, where 
it kind of rubbed heads a lot wrong with Jimbo Fisher, mm-hmm. Taggart, and maybe Norvell. I'm not 100% sure of him at this point, but it's like it's it's going to be hard to like sell like football should be coming first because football does bring in the most revenue of all the sports when you go to traditional basketball blue bloods like a Virginia and like a Duke, especially when Coach K is leaving out. That's fair. And you consider the fact that Commissioner Phillips is all hell bit on it being about football. And maybe some people behind the scenes are like, nah, we're going to do our bread and butter in our basketball standpoint. So good point there. Now I want to get switch gears, talk about Louisville, because I know you know the ins and outs and you talk about FSU as well. They got some athletic director issues going on. But first, again, I want to remind you guys about on location. Okay. So if we're here, we're let's talk for a minute about kicking things up a notch for the big game, the grand stage, the Super Bowl. All right. And the fact that the Super Bowl 56 at Sophie Stadium is less than 100 days away and on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once in a lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with college stars turned NFL legends, Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, Akbar, and more. Plus accommodations at five-star hotels and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Yum. Visit the on location e.x.p.com slash sb56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's on location e.x.p.com slash s.b.56 or search Super Bowl on location. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 20,000 businesses already use NetSuite right now. Through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those who who are ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. So again, visit netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Here with Jersey Drake, Locked On Seminoles host, and we are going over some coaching, some AED changes, all of the crowds that we just knew was going to happen in the ACC this in the offseason for football, except not. So let's talk about Louisville for a second, because apparently there's some rumblings that people want to Satterfield gone, and because they didn't want him gone, they decided to leave themselves. I want you to pretty much set the scene for people and how this all is really transpiring. So Max and I, once again, Max, I follow him at MaxMovie17. He's my co-host over on Locked On Seminoles. And we kind of did a little bit of digging with, you know, what's going on over at Louisville. He's got some friends over there. So do I. I got some friends over the admin over there, too, as well. And one of the big things, uh, Vince Tyre, who was the AD there now, actually just resigned today. And mm-hmm. he was the AD after Tom Jurich, who, for those of you who don't know, was the AD during the extortion scandal, the Bobby Petrino issues. So he was kind of brought in there, too. He inherited a mess that he kind of had to clean up, right? Mm-hmm. And he hired two people. Uh, Chris Mack, basketball coach, who's done a very, very good job there since then. 
And he's also hired Scott Satterfield. Now, a lot of people, like Scott Satterfield kind of started off on the wrong foot there because he wasn't the hire that everyone wanted. Mm-hmm. The hire that everybody wanted before that is current Purdue head football coach, Jeff Brom. And Jeff Brom was kind of the one that all the boosters wanted. He played there. He's like uh, what everyone, you know, he was the prodigal, prodigal son that, you know, the all son that everyone wanted. Mm-hmm. And that was the big issue where they, the, another issue that came up too was this remember last year with Scott Southfield where he was kind of toying around with, you know, hey, you know, I'm a dip in the toe. Yeah. Yeah. He's dipping the toe. He's like, he's like sending those, you know, those games <laughs> right over to South Carolina. I was like, oh, come on. He's like, you up. He was sending you up text. Yeah. He was, yeah. Yeah, he was sending you up text and like he kind of, <laughs> Loki kind of embarrassed the entire school, the athletic program, kind of like as a whole. And like, no action was kind of taken with that. And then there's also reports where him and the president kind of, you know, were butting heads. And then, you know, he couldn't make all the changes that he wanted to because, once again, Louisville, another school that we're talking about right now, who's primarily a blue blood in basketball. And he wanted to do a lot more for the football side of things. Enter FSU, where we announced our, our AD who's going to retire after the semester. I think by August of next year, we would have a new AD which we do have now. We'll talk about that later. And we kind of reached out to him saying, do you, hey, do you want to come on over? The contract for um, Vince Tyre, sorry if I pronounce your name improperly, folks. And he actually has a no gag order where he's not okay. permitted to speak to other schools, you know, in the conference for five days. And once it's waived, that was waived a few days ago. And then it just so happened that after we were going to hire him, <laughs> he said the gag order was lifted. He could talk to anybody he wanted. He said, no, nah, I'm good, and quit today. Mm. And also the president at Louisville also left today to replace former FSU president, actually Earl, Bar- Earl Barron, over at Penn State. So for those who are keeping it home, Louisville is now without a president and an AD. And a very disgruntled head coach in football. Yep. <laughs> good, 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 good. So, I mean, it remains to be seen. How important, though, for folks who don't really follow, you know, college athletics like that, how critical is the athletic director to a program? So, what an athletic director particularly does, like, it's it's kind of running like a startup, right? He's in charge of all the financial, you know, implications, whether it be fundraising. That's why kind of the da- uh, the Clemson AD is seen as kind of sort of a good hire from Miami. It's because mm-hmm. he was entrusted with fundraising, you know, helping build up the football program and other athletics as a whole, the ones they had left. Right. Now, also, they're, they're in charge of allocating and resourcing all of that money to where it's needed to be and building a strong infrastructure from the ground up. And it's not specifically for one sport in general. Like, yeah. for state, we have football, baseball. We are now, officially, as a few days ago, the incumbent reigning women's soccer champions. Shout out to the yeah. girls. Yeah. Beating, beating up BYU and extra time penalty <laughs> kicks. <laughs> but you do that as well, and you also you're in charge of hiring, hiring not only coaches and off-field personnel, but support staff, people in the administration, and making sure there's a sort of new dynamic as of now with between the booster base and the actual athletic institution as a whole, and also now with NIL, they have to add that on their play as well. So it's some it's a job that requires you to not only be extremely intelligent, you should be extremely resourceful and quick on your feet and also being creative with how you do certain things because there's going to be a lot of people asking you for money, whether it yeah. be from baseball, tennis, swimming, football. And it's up to you to make sure, you know, they 
you probably give them their amount that you know they deserve, but also keeping everybody happy at the same time. And that's a very hard job to do, and it's extremely stressful. You're always going to make somebody upset. And so I think that's interesting to see, especially, again, we have this interesting mix here in the conference because some of our schools are very basketball-driven. Other schools are very football-driven, and yet everyone's trying to play. It's a, you know clearly a race to try and get to the top and take down people like Clemson who have made it known that they are all about their football. So how do you compete with that? How do you find a right a proper ad who's going to know how to best allocate those funds i think that's the biggest challenge but moving forward that person also has to hire a head coach and so i think for people like duke people like virginia who have great ad's in place it seems very interesting that they're still having this difficult of a time finding someone to come take over their football program because at the end of the day it's a power five school right it's mm -hmm. a great university it's a great academic university why wouldn't you want to come here and not only that, I didn't know this until last year we had the Duke Section 17 folks on. All their scholarships for the athletics are endowed, mm -hmm. which, which folks, for those of you that don't know, all of the scholarship money for the players are financially invested by alumni and boosters. And that's like a sort that is a several million dollar commitment to about a bunch of kids out there. And yeah. the fact that Duke and Virginia, I think, and I know Duke for sure has, I think Virginia is very close, have that, that makes it extremely appealing because you don't need to ask for extra money, you know, from boosters to fill those out. So they have a lot more extra money to play with. So it is it is not only odd, but it's kind of concerning where you're having this much of an issue kind of filling up that role, especially because if you've been the AD at there for a certain amount of time, you should be able to fix your hire. Now, I know I think it's Nina King is the AD over at Duke. Mm -hmm. I think this, mm -hmm. would be, I think this would be her first like official hire for the football program. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be very telling to because it's like a GM in professional sports. <laughs> you right. hire yourself to your head coach. Yeah. If the head coach sucks and doesn't do their job, you will be looking for a new job. And, you know, hopefully Nina King, you know, do the best because I know she does a great job over with basketball and everything else over at Duke, so. And I think that's why they made the whole Duke basketball transition so easy because they just knew that would the last thing they would want to give on Nina's plate is having to replace Coach Shashevsky. That would, I can't imagine trying oh to even that, that. that. I would not <laughs> for that Oh, you're, yeah, you knew your first task, like Fear Factor, your first task is, you know, to, Make sure you replace the most winning winningest head coach in the history of the game. No big deal. No pressure. Hang no on. pressure at all. But no, you're right. You're right. I think, though, at the end of the day, again, this is a conference where it's wide open, especially on the coastal side of things. So why not go after a Duke of Virginia job? But again, we have uh, Tony Elliott trying to figure out who he's going to do. But then if he, if he doesn't want it, then you're still back to the drawing board, drawing board which is always going to be stressful. But I feel like the fact that we're having so much coach chaos in the coast in the ACC in general, it's very telling considering how the season went. Like we were so used to Clemson and everyone, you know, wants it to be Clemson and everybody else, but it's really not at this point to me. It's kind of like everyone's just in the same boat of figuring out how good or bad they're going to be next season. I think it's that. And also you're seeing sort of different commitments to football. I mean, the one thing I always, you know, kind of, what's the word for lambast in Miami was they were never truly committed to actually, you know, providing a, a strong product on the football field. The fact mm -hmm. that that, that alumni base is that, that school academically is top notch. They're Ivy League. I haven't got to talk months. to you about Mario, you know, I, yeah, I, 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 know, I, I haven't got to talk to you about Mario. I know. I know. I've been listening all week. Trust me, I've been waiting for this moment, but they, they finally <laughs> showed up and actually, you know, provided a full commitment to actually trying to win on and off the field. Yeah. And to me, you're seeing that with Miami going after Mario Cristobal, you're seeing that with Duke and Virginia even flirting with the idea of Tony Elliott, which is a home run of a hire. You know, he's, he's been the, one of the best offensive coordinators in the league for the past several years. 
So you're seeing now that, hey, maybe Jim Phillips was kind of right. Maybe we should at least put our best foot forward for football. doesn't mean that we're going to be good, but maybe we should understand that, yes, football is the moneymaker among college intercollegiate athletics. So we kind of need to get a bigger slice of this pie. You know, I want to ask you about if you feel like Norvell and like Coach Mac Brown and Dave Dorn, any of those guys who are pretty much stable right now, should they feel nervous about what's going into next season? I want to ask you that question. After I remind you guys about Made In, how does your favorite restaurant consistently make such delicious food? The short answer, they have access to the right kitchen tools with Made In's professional quality cookware and kitchenware. Anybody is capable of making restaurant quality food at home. I know myself, I'm always down to make a really good home cooked meal. Now Made In produces quality cookware for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without markup. Right now, Made In is offering listeners 15% off your first order with promo code Locked On. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Made In products. Go to madeincookware.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for 15% off your first order. That's madeincookware.com slash locked on. BetOnline has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season is right here and we're getting ready for the college football playoffs. This is your number one sport for all of sporting action, though. Whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available to you. Head to their new updated website or mobile website to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code Locked on and bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Visit betonline.ag. Jersey Drake locked on Seminoles host in the building as we're wrapping up. And I asked before I had to get into some maiden cookware and bet online conversations. Listen, at the end of the day, you're feeling good if you don't have to worry about your job. Sure. But I want to know how you're feeling about Norvell, guys like Doran. Guys like Halfley, who are just really getting started, they're just in the he's just in the thick of the mess, right? Mac Brown, who made no changes, which I'm trying to get yeah. over. I'm trying to just let it be. Hey, right? hey, listen, it's no. December 31st coming around the corner. You got early sign day for a little bit. That's gonna happen to after that. I don't care if you recruit every five star in America. If you can't play on the field, child, it don't matter. It don't matter. If you can't put the X's and those together. There's no reason for me to get excited about how many five-star recruits you get. Point blank, period. Fair point. <laughs> so <laughs> you tell me, who do you feel like should even be remotely nervous about all the change that's coming in? Or should nobody be nervous? Those who have a more solidified, their contracts are good, and they're feeling great about going into next season. I don't know about nervous. Maybe, mm-hmm. Dave, maybe Dave Doran should be like, okay, maybe I need to get started you know, asking for more money for this, with this paycheck with what I have having to do. I think that's kind of more of a question you kind of have raising it with your mind. I mean, Coach okay. Norvell, I know right now, makes $3.75 million. The only reason why we don't pay him much more is because we're still paying Willie Taggart $5 million per year for the buyout. So in all actuality, Norvell is an $8.75 million head coach but not being paid as such. So I can guarantee you after next season, oh, Coach Norvell going to get that big, big pay rise, pay raise if he continues improving along the trajectory. Mac Brown, I don't think he's gonna be worried about anything because I don't think he's gonna be coaching for very much longer, you know, in the league. I mean, so to me, I don't know if it's worry is a concern, but I definitely think that each of these coaches and their agents, because they share most common most common agent with Jimmy Sexton, that they're definitely gonna be getting pay raises soon. And the only coach I think that, you know, we might be seeing, you know, making somewhat of a move 
is Halfley because I think he does, mm-hmm. he has done a really good job at BC. And quite frankly, like I think he has the talent and the pedigree and sort of the recruiting for hours and X's and O's that he should be probably at a much better program than BC. No shots to AJ, but like you're not going to be competing for, you know, ACC championships at BC right now. You think, oh, damn. Okay. All right. That was real spicy. I didn't think we was going to end like that, but okay. I'm with it. I'm with it. I actually said Boston College was definitely going to be a contender next year, but maybe not. Oh, I mean, we'll see. What, I mean, I like Kovic <laughs> a lot. He's a really good player, but I think just after he's gone, and yeah. typically he always knows with the head coach, I think Mark Cristobal kind of did it a year late, when they have a star QB. Mm-hmm. And once star QB leaves like a lower-tier program, they typically go for the next job. Well, like, hell, Mario's going to be great with uh, Tyler. We'll see who his OC is. Because, I mean, did you watch the uh, Utah-Oregon game? Sorry, did you watch both Utah on Oregon? Oh, run it, run it. Okay, I knew. I, knew. I, was, I had to let you get it. Come on, get it in. He lost 72-10 <laughs> to 10 collectively against Kyle Whittingham. I'm not going to lie to you. I might just call I might increase my food donation. Hey, go pick up Kyle Whittingham real quick so we can make sure we just never lose to Miami. Because that, that man owes Mario's number. But, hey. Uh, ooh. <laughs> Ooh, we. All right. I know you guys love hearing Jersey Drake. So we're giving you a part two episode here. We are going to run it back in just a second. We're going to talk about hoops because I know all of you basketball people are like, Candace, stop talking about college football. But it's crazy. Everything's happening in the ACC at once. So make sure you guys continue to listen to At Locked on ACC. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. Part two of the Jersey Drake interview starts now.